Hello and welcome to Southern Comfort, a SOCOM podcast where we talk all things Southern Conference sports. I'm here this week with one of the most reoccurring guests on the podcast, Will Fleming. Will, you want to say what's up to the people? What's up? What's up to the listeners, man? Happy to be back. Uh, you doing all right today, Will? I'm doing well, man. I'm excited for uh, for our next weekend, I guess. Yeah, I, I hope, um, you know, we'll be able to get to see some fans. You know, they said frontline workers. I think you fall in that category. You're going to try and Shoot, uh, man. I, <laughs> be in Asheville? Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's so far away now, but uh, hey, it's worth a shot. I may try it. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, and I guess we'll jump into this thing. I'm going to kind of be a little brief on the results from the week because we've got a lot of awards to hand out. Yeah. Um, on Monday, I'm just going to roll through. There's only two games. Um, UNCG comes into Coloe and smacks the Cats, but I can say that and be happy about saying it. They're the way the rest of the week went, and uh, Citadel go down to Mercer, and you know, they, they handle them. Um, or they, they get handled by Mercer. You know, both of those games are kind of chalk, really. There's nothing to shock you there. No. Nah. Um, I mean, I feel like we, that we saw that coming, honestly. So. Yeah, both of them. And um, – Wednesday, Chattanooga goes to Mercer and loses. I think that's a little bit of a shock. Chattanooga could be reeling, um, and Furman defeats the Citadel. And now, I want I want to play trumpets right now, man. Um, the Cats go into into UNCG, into Greensboro, and we beat them 81-80. Return of the King. Mason Faulkner has come home. Uh, twenty eight hands Isaiah Miller the loss. Um, Isaiah Miller scores twenty eight points on twenty seven shots. Um, anything you want to say there? Man, uh, not the most proficient night for Isaiah. Um, man, happy happy to see Mason come back. I think we talked on Monday, and, and you were we were all pretty doubtful that he'd even return. So it was nice to see him come back and and come off the bench. And man, what a what an incredible night he had. So that was awesome to ruin their senior night. And um, yeah, it was wonderful. Yeah, it felt great. Yeah, I, Tuesday I got the text, Levin's uh, home, and I I felt great. I was fired up. <laughs> um, and then Saturday, um, I don't even have the scores written down for these. I've just got the winners. Um, Mercer comes into Cullowee, and we smacked them around on our senior night. Um, Corey Hightower hits the 1,000-point mark uh, for his collegiate career as a junior. Um, UNCG travels to Johnson City and beats you all. And that was a close one, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was it was a close game the entire game until we got to overtime. Um, Isaiah Miller really proved himself. Um, I mean, he hit some shots where – I don't think I've ever seen like anyone hit. So, I mean, just very impressive. And he just, he, he took that game over and over time and there was nothing we could do about it. He definitely stepped up. He's a very good player. Um, and then the last one, Furman drops to Wofford. Um, Furman would have clinched the title um, had they won that yep. one. And Bob Ritchie's squad continues to show possibly um, that they can't play in March. They can't play when it matters. Uh, I don't know if you saw my tweet earlier about the WCC tournament. <laughs> uh, they're going all the way to the semifinals. If you're the one seed or the two seed, possibly that's something that Bob Ritchie would want um, to help his Absolutely. paladins. Um, some football results. Actually, two big shocks here. Wofford travels to Chattanooga and loses, and VMI travels to – or, sorry, Furman travels to VMI and loses. Those are two mm-hmm. top 25 ranked SOCON teams to drop. Yeah. Um, you think we're going to see them drop out of the top 25? Uh, I'm not sure, honestly. Wofford has a good matchup next week with ETSU. Um, I think we'll really see how good Wofford really is when they play against us. I think ETSU is one of the dark horses of the league this year with um, us playing so horribly last year. got a lot of injuries, and this year we kind of came in and beat Sanford, who's a very strong-looking team. 
Um, I will say, though, UTC really impressed me, uh, beating Walker. Quarterback um, Draymond Arnold, he's an ODU transfer. Um, 15 for 25, 223 yards and one touchdown. And then Reginald Henderson, wide receiver from MTSU, he transferred two years ago. Uh, seven receptions, 102 yards and a touchdown. And um, his one touchdown, I believe he scored, was a one-handed, like, back to the end zone, Odell Beckham style kind of catch. And uh, I actually saw my friend's story who played football at MTSU. Um, they're kicking themselves so they let him go. He's a great player. So um, I'm excited to see what UTC has to bring this year. And then, of course, with VMI, with Yadinsky, I mean, he's he's the best quarterback, I think, in the league. <laughs> I think we all know that. And um, you can never – but, I mean, it, in any sport, I feel like you really can't count VMI out. They're never going to stop fighting, um, even though it was kind of firm. Uh, I don't know if you saw it. It was Furman's mistake that, that led to the VMI win. Um, I think they were running like a jet sweep kind of thing. And they snapped it to the guy in motion and uh, fumbled it with like a minute left. So tough loss for them, but uh, really good weekend of football though. Yeah. And you mentioned the one I didn't talk about, um, our cats, my cats that went down there to Sanford and got smacked. And you talked about catches. I don't know if you've seen uh, the Raquan, the um, non-catch for the touchdown. He's in the back of the end zone, gets the back of the left foot down, the rest of the body has not touched out of bounds yet. He's got the football. It was one of the best, probably non-touchdown catches ever. They ended up not calling it. Um, you know how I feel about SoCon officials in both sports, so we're just not even going to go with any sport. Yeah, talk about that anymore. Um, and now really to get into the meat and potatoes of this, um, mm-hmm. you ready to talk about, you know, the best players of the league? Um, yeah. I guess we can kind of save some of the later stuff, the big awards. Um, start, do you have a coach of the year? Uh, oh, man. I'm thinking Lamont Paris is kind of my selection here. He, yeah. He's done a great job with that Chattanooga team, and I will give him some credit. I know I've kind of hit on it a few times in the pod, um, how injured they are, but they really do play only, you know, seven players, and they, they beat yeah. you. Yeah, I mean, I if I if I don't go Lamont Paris, I'll have to go Wes Miller. Um, oh, I mean, I'm going to give it to Lamont after, I mean, really turned around this team. And, I mean, they've had a <laughs> – they had a two – tough two – games in the season you know you got to think if they didn't lose those last two games they're really in the hunt and um yeah very impressive what he does and honestly he only does it with about seven or eight players and um yeah very impressive program down there building right now so yeah Yeah. shout out UTC yeah and that would be a um that would have been an undefeated February if they'd uh won those two and you mentioned they've swept um ETSU and you know we can do a little bit of tournament preview right now um quarterfinals you get them again. Yeah. Can you can you get them this time? And I hope. Um, we seem to be pretty unlucky against them. Um, whether it's just, you know, I mean, the, the buzzer beater that was called back, and then, and then beating us on the buzzer beater, H. I called also. Um, yeah, hoping hoping we can get some revenge for sure. Yeah, it'll definitely be a good one. Um, you want to go to the freshman team? Do you have an all freshman team? I do. Um, yeah, we'll start off. First things first, Trey Bonham. Um, really proved himself this year. Demario Monsanto. Um, it was hard for me, real hard for me, um, to see Monsanto kind of go cold towards the end of the year because I feel like if he didn't go cold, he would have made at least a third or second team all SoCon in general. Um, and then I got A.J. Staten McRae, uh, Sam Gawin, and Morgan Stafford. Morgan Stafford really impressed me. I actually – I didn't even know he was a freshman until last night until I was looking at the list. And uh, – really really impressed me this year yeah he's a dude um i think he's a big energy guy i remember when we we're playing him in colby 
uh, last weekend, and he hit a three right at the beginning of the game. And for whatever reason, he yeah. just turns to Mark Prosser and starts chirping at him. Um, <laughs> he's, a, he's a big energy guy. Um, yeah. My list looks about the same. Um, I've got Bonham, Morgan Stafford, Damari Monsanto, Garrett Hine, and Sam Godwin. Okay. Um, I know I preached to you all year about AJ Stamp McRae, mm-hmm. and then really kind of looking at it, I, I don't – you know, probably four guards and putting A.J. Stanton Gray on there is a way to go. But you, you couldn't yeah. tell me he's better than Bonham, Stafford, or Monsanto. I agree. I agree. Um, I just – I think for what I've seen with Hine, um, I honestly didn't see much when he played against us. So that's kind of why I, I went with Stanton McRae. And honestly, I mean, he's leading his team. I think he's leading his team in scoring, which is not saying much, but he's leading his team in scoring. So that's kind of why – that was my reasoning um, to get him up there. Yeah, but he does that in the Bucky Ball system of you never know what you're going to play. Absolutely. Gonna play what. You never know when you're going to play. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you have a freshman of the year? Yeah, I do. I'm going to give it to Trey Bond, man. Um, it, it was down between he and Damari, but honestly, uh, if like I said, if Damari kind of kept up his streak, um, I would have gone ahead and give it to Damari. But, uh, yeah, Trey Bond just the entire year impressed me. I don't really think he – he didn't get really cold for, for too long. You know, he kind of kept screwed himself and, and he played good basketball. So um, I think he's very deserving of it. Um, he started several games for VMI, fell off a little bit um, once Lewis came back from injury. And you mentioned it, I really think it's a two-horse race, Damari Monsanto and Trey. Yeah. I went with Trey as well. Um, but Damari, you know, if he, he keeps scoring that, oh, God, he what, scored 30 points in a week. Yeah. Average that if he if he never fell off from that even if he'd gone down to maybe like fifteen or twenty yeah I think he would have walked away with it but right right really when it became proven time for him I don't want to say he folded but the the team went back to Ladarius Brewer they went back to who they were exactly exactly and that was I think that was a and you know he's had he says he's he's has his he's like a hand injury on his shooting hand a uh, finger injury but he says it doesn't affect his shot but I mean ever since he's been taping that thing up it's been a little different so. Um, Tough to say, but uh, but yeah, Trayvon, I'm very deserving of it. Yeah, I, I've had heard some talk of that injury, um, but yeah, hopefully, you know, he's he's able to go for tournament time. I do, I think I do want to see you guys beat Chattanooga. Um, oh, I think I, I think I do too. I would, I would like to, you know, beat Citadel, beat up UNCG again, and then roll into y'all in the mm-hmm. semis. That would be that would be some great, absolutely, man. Twitter content. I might, I might burn. <laughs> hey, we might have to shut the application down. <laughs> Love it. Um, you want to roll with your third team? Yeah. Um, all right. So, I mean, this was – honestly, this was probably one of the toughest things I've done in, in a few weeks. And I'm a nurse, so um, it's kind of saying a lot. Um, I kind of struggle with this, but I'll go ahead and go with my third team. I got I got Trey Hollowell. I got Noah Gurley, which is kind of going to raise some eyebrows with a lot of people on Twitter. A lot of the Furman people think he's, like, the best player in the league. Um, I got Mason Faulkner. I got Caden Rice and Neftali. Uh, Neftali Alvarez from Mercer. Um, I kind of give you, I mean, Trey Hallwell, for me, um, it's hard to see a Wofford game without seeing Hallwell make an impact, honestly. Um, I feel like he's always there to make a deep three. And, um, you know, I think if Storm, if Storm isn't playing well, Hallwell kind of steps up. Right, uh, Noah Gurley. Leader. Yeah, absolutely. And, and he's been there, I feel like, for eight years. Um, and then Noah Gurley, um, I – I, I mean, my thing with Gurley, I don't think he's I don't think he's consistent enough to be first team. Obviously, I don't think he's necessarily consistent enough to be second team. Um, so I think third team is a really good fit for him. Uh, Mason Faulkner got him at third team, um, just 
with the amount of players in this league, he just didn't fit in my in my second team. Um, and so, and I mean, yeah, he kind of slashed some games, and then of course he got hot um, against UNCG and other games. Caden um, Rice got him in there, just his three point shooting. I mean, he's leading the conference in three point shooting, and and Alvarez. Um, he really impressed me against ETSU. I mean, the, the dude's the dude's swift, the dude's quick, and um, yeah, he, he really impressed me. Yeah, um, and you mentioned it, um, and I really want to kind of preview all, all of the selections with this. It is so hard, guys, to pick the 15 best players in this league. I think you could do yeah, a fourth team, <laughs> and you could take that fourth team and beat the other three teams. Absolutely. Even, like just some of the guys, you know, and you mentioned Damari Monsanto. That's a guy I'd love to take him on my team. I would, I would have him, you know, easily on my team and in some other leagues. I think he could be a first-team, second-team guy. Um, my team's a little different than yours. I've got a little purple and gold love in here. Um, yeah. Going David Jean-Baptiste. Um, he's a guy that, you know, he's averaging like 20 points. Um, he's really the heart, a little bit of that Chattanooga team. I think if he hadn't have gone into the transfer portal, um, he would have probably been second or first team, but he really changed the identity of that team when he left and they never really went fully back into DJ David Jean Baptiste basketball. Um, I've got Neptal Neftali Alvarez and Trey Hollowell, just like you did. Um, I thought they were definitely deserving of some honors, uh, but maybe not the first team or the second team selection. Uh, my yep. fourth uh, player on the third team, and this is where the purple and gold love comes in. I've got Corey Hightower. Um I have talked to Sokon John about it earlier in the week, and he was saying that it was a cork that deserved this consideration or just to be in like kind of the player talk over Hightower. But if you're not watching Western Carolina basketball, you're not going to understand what this guy does on a basketball court. Absolutely. He can score at all three levels. He rebounds, highlight plays, had a behind-the-back pass out to Cameron Gibson for a wide-open three-pointer yesterday. Yeah. Um, he rebounds really well. I think he's like seventh in the league at rebounding. Um, obviously, you know, Western Carolina, we kind of struggle with that in general. So there's a lot of rebounds for him there. But Corey Hightower is a guy that I think – I know he I, – I don't see him getting this consideration from the league itself, but I definitely believe he deserves it. Um, and then my fifth player is Ladarius Brewer. Um, third team might be a little low for him. Uh, he is the best player on ETSU's team, but I think he kind of faltered a little bit um, mm -hmm. in the season and especially kind of with the slump recently. But he's a great player as well, rebounds it well, shoots it well. Um and he's gonna he's gonna be the best player on ETSU's team if they're gonna make a run in this tournament. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and rolling on the second team, you want to throw your second team players at me? Yeah, and I'm gonna start off right where you left off. I got Ladarius Brewer, and on the second team, um, I mean, like you said, he he really got cold somewhere through the season. But I mean, if you watch when he was hot, I mean, it was there's it was the LA Brewer show. There was nothing stopping him. Um, and you said it best. If he is what he is, the reason. Each issue will make a run if we do make a run. Um, I think he's the he's the backbones of this team. Um, I mean, the dude can make some crazy stuff. The dude can make some crazy shots. He's actually so athletic. Defensively, he's 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 very impressive as well. Um, I mean, I mean, we all saw him in the beginning of the year before before each or I guess beginning of conference play before each issue kind of went on their slump. But I mean, he was he was player of the year talks for yeah. uh, for for a good month and a half, I'd say, um, and then it kind of fell off. So. Um, I'm just going to give him second team. Like, like we said, it's, it's, it's really hard to make this list. And um, I think I got some blue and gold uh, sunglasses on right now. So that's kind of why I put one second team. Um, I'm going to go ahead with J uh, David Jean Baptiste from UTC. Um, just being so familiar with UTC and seeing Baptiste play for the last three and a half or four years. Um, 
just such an impressive player. And like you said, I mean, if he didn't go in the transfer portal, he could have been on your on your second team or even first team. Um, that kind of hurt him a little bit, but he, I think he's the real leader, and I think he is the backbone to that UTC team. Um, really impresses me. You, uh, you always know what you're going to give with him. Um, he's a smart player, and so give that to him. Um, third player on the second team, I got Jake Stevens from VMI. Uh, Cole and I talked last night. I mean, this kid's been good since he was a freshman. He needs some. I mean, he doesn't get the recognition he deserves. Um, and we this is this is really a, a guard heavy league, I think, uh, in terms of talent. Um, there's really, I don't think there's really any big in the league that's head and shoulders better than everybody else. Um, and I mean, Jake Stevens, I think, is at the top of that list. Um, and I think you could have given this to, to a few bigs. Um, Muhammad Abdul Salam from uh, UNCG could have done a list. Um, but Jake Stevens, which with his outside game, and, and I mean, when he gets hot, I mean, he can shoot nine for nine for 11 and have 20 points, you know. And so that's really impressive with him. Um, got Mike Bothwell, my fourth player from Furman. Um, a lot of people have on the first team. Um, I mean, I just, like I said, it's once you see my first team, I guess we'll realize why he's, why he's on the second team. Um, and then Greg Parham to round off the list just with his 30 point performances this year. And, um, and just the way he's been shooting, the way he's been playing, he definitely deserves, um, if not first team, definitely second team. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of right there with you on a few of those picks. I've got Greg Parham, Mike Bothwell and Jake Stevens. Um, and I think Jake is the best five in the league. You know, mm-hmm. Clay Mounts, Noah Gurley, those guys are kind of more like hybrid fours. I think Jake is the best five in the league. He can he can pass it. He can shoot it. He can rebound it. He can defend it. He can do it all. Um, I think he's a player that a lot of other conferences, a lot of other teams would love to have a Jake Stevens because yeah. he gives you an X factor. Um, and, you know, Greg Parham shooting the ball, amazing. And Mike Bothwell, another guy that I, he was my preseason player of the year, and I feel like he really let me down. So maybe that's why he was on my mm-hmm. second team and not first team. I wanted, you know, 17 and seven from Mike, and he was 15 and five. Uh, my yeah. other two players, I've got my guy Mason, um, second team. You know, he missed some games, struggled a little bit, and a, a team that lost, God, what did Western lose? 10 or 11 straight. Um, it's, it's hard yeah. to put a guy on first team that, you know, was, was the leader of that team. And then my last player on the second team is Clay Mounts. Um, we gave a little hate to clay earlier on the pod when he <laughs> shot the 23 pointers, but you know, when he plays as himself, he rebounds, he, he gets mm-hmm. to his spots and he plays with his teammates. He's a really good player. Yeah. You want to roll into your first team? Yeah, well, man, it's exciting stuff. Uh, first team, I'm just going to start from the bottom and then go up. I got clay mounts. Uh, he's my number five pick on the first team. Um, starting off where you left off, I guess, again, uh, I mean, I think, I, I learned a lot about Clay Mounts when I watched the Alabama game. Uh, he fouled out with eight minutes left, which was just, I mean, a horrible way to go out. And uh, I think Furman was up 15 at that time, somewhere around there. And uh, Furman folded. They crumbled. Um, and I, I don't think they're much without him. Um, when he shoots well, we all know how good he is. I mean, the dude can light it up from anywhere, and he can see the ball. He can see the court so well. Um, and, I mean, he's he's deceptively athletic. He, I mean, that's just that's the one thing. It's just like – I was talking with uh, with Bo last year, Bo Hodges, and he was saying, "Man, like the dude is a lot like more athletic than you think he is." I think there's a video on him Twitter doing like a between the legs dunk at practice at Furman. Just like Clay Mouse is doing that. Um, very impressive player. Uh, Going to go up and get uh, Malachi Smith from UTC. Um, I think he's like second or third in the conference in rebounds per game <laughs> as a guard. Um, really impressive player. I think I know Jay Santos. Uh, 
from Santa's on the sidekick of the Buccaneer Sports Network. He he was talking about um, about even Malachi Smith being a player of the year conversation. So with what he's done, and I think that's incredible honors. Um, but yeah, I gave it to gave it to Malachi Smith there. Just really impressive player all the way around. Uh, Hayden Brown, obviously, um, just the human stat reel, the human stat sheet. I mean, he's just what is it? Nineteen? I think he's what nineteen and a half and ten and a half rebounds is averaging now. Um, I mean, we talked earlier in the pod. I think I think Sertadell's coach tells him, all right, everybody clear out and just let him get the rebounds because yep. somehow he'll have like eighteen a game. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Um, Storm Murphy is my second second best player in the league. Um, I mean, I I'm like the biggest Storm Murphy hater in the, I think in all the in all the country. I can't stand this kid, but he is such a tremendous player. And I mean, he th- any big play that Wofford needs, this kid typically delivers. And a uh, very impressive player. He's been good since he was a freshman. Um, and then obviously to round out the list, we got Isaiah Miller at uh, UNCG. Um, I think Mark tweeted last night, he's the most decorated player in Southern Conference history. Um, and rightfully so. I <laughs> can't stand playing against him, but man, he's just an incredible player. Just watching the things he does with his size and his ability, his speed. I mean, he's talk about athletic. I mean, this kid's just... He's got a lot. He's got a lot going for him. So uh, that's my list, man. Let's hear yours. Um, yeah, I'll go. I'll go bottom to top here. Um, Hayden Brown. Um, he's. He. You mentioned that he rebounds. He shoots, and I. I really do think you know the game plan for Citadel is Hayden Brown goes to the glass. Everybody else get back. Um, I got Noah Gurley, a guy that you had on your third team, a guy I was really mm-hmm. struggling with where to put him, where do you rank him versus Clay Mounts, um, and really kind of the thought process here. And I think it is with a lot of these guys that are on, you know, the, the first team, the second team that are on these great teams, like Furman, um, Wofford, UNCG, if they're playing at the Citadel, like imagine what Noah Gurley would do with the Citadel. When Hayden Brown's oh, man, home, yeah. he's putting up 35 and 25 a night probably. I mean, they're probably not going to win many games. Because <laughs> it would be the same results with Hayden, but he's with that type of volume, you know, he's you're sacrificing for other players. Um, yeah, three is Malachi Smith, and I think he might be. And if you're giving you're giving me three levels of players, I think there's everyone else. There's Malachi Smith, and then in that top tier, there is Isaiah Miller and Storm Murphy. Yeah. Um, those are the guys that are going to round out my first team: Smith, Murphy, and Miller. And I was so torn, and I thought about it for a long time. Storm Murphy or Isaiah Miller, Storm Murphy or Isaiah Miller. Um, and I think what ended up ultimately putting Miller over the top for me, he's going to be my player of the year, is the fact that he's the only guy on this list that does not also have a teammate on this list that's got a team yeah. in the top five. He yeah. does it by himself, basically. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, I I mean, I, I had Miller player of the year as well. And you said that best. I mean, he it's, it's honestly, it's rare that UNCG gets a win if, if Miller plays bad. Let's face it. I mean, you know, Mark was kind of on Twitter today. I saw he was one Caleb Hunter and on the list or something like that. He's like, well, the best team, you know, they should have more. Than-. I don't always think it's like that. Um, I mean, the best team has the best player. And, um, I mean, he's proven that he is – he could put on any team and make a difference. I think he even get him out of this league. He could play – he could play some – and some bigger and some power five leagues and, and see – and he could probably make a big, uh, big impact. Um, I mean, just overall an incredible player. I mean, he hit a, res- a reverse layup last night that I just like, I still don't know how it went in. I mean, he's just so athletic. He's so quick. And, um, and it's, I mean, when he gets hot, it's just like, I mean, it's unbelievable. And for a kid who doesn't shoot well from beyond the arc, I mean, even he can get off, he can get hot out there. And it's just like, I mean, it's, it's amazing. 
Um, I, I always joke and say he has like one air ball a game, but um, once he gets that air ball out of the way, he typically he'll be coming back with some uh, with some vengeance, man. Yep, um, and that's really what did it for me. The fact that uh, I don't think anybody else on his team is averaging double digit points. Yeah. Um, I, Hayden Koval was like the only guy that I thought on that team that going into the season deserved some consideration, and he's he's not Hayden Koval that I thought he was going to be coming in. Um, yeah. Is Miller also your defensive player of the year? That would be third third in a row. <sighs> yeah, I, and it stinks. I hate giving it to him. Uh, just because I think I think uh, Isaiah Tisdale last year should have gotten in. I think he could have gotten the year before. But yeah, I mean, I I I wouldn't really know who else to give it to. I know Xavier Cork had a good defensive year uh, the beginning of the conference play. I'm not sure how he ended. Um, Hayden Koval as as a as a rim protector, he's the best in the country. Is I think it's the most blocks by far in NCAA. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna have to give it to Isaiah Miller. I mean, like he's just an all around great player and and. Um, Definitely going to miss him being in the Southern Conference. We're going to be, that's going to be a player that we definitely uh, will be telling our kids about one day, I think. Definitely. Like, yeah, I saw Isaiah Miller banking a three and dunk on ETSU <laughs> all within a minute to clinch the conference title. It was crazy. Yeah, I hate him, but yeah. he's such a good player. <laughs> um, yeah, and he's my defensive player of the year, too. Um, you mentioned uh, Xavier Cork out of Western. He's a guy, you know, I, I made a big case for him at the beginning of the year. Um, I looked up um, the leading block shots of Western Carolina history. I think that somewhere they could end up at the top. Um, I can't remember the dude's name off the top of my head right now, but Zay, if he averages 2.3, I think it is for the rest of his career, he would get to that number and he would, he would, he would get way over it. Um, But he definitely kind of fell off a little bit, I think in the block shot category, but I think it was teams almost adjusting for him. Yeah. And I also want to speak about Isaiah Miller's. I mean, he has 300 career steals, I think. Or, or he's approaching, or he's – I know he was two away, I think, coming into the HSU game. He'll be the only second player in conference history with 300 career steals. And um, everybody knows um, Mr. Jennings from HSU. He's a big, big HSU guy. All the fans know him. I think he had 336 steals in his career. So, Isaiah Miller's got – I mean, they got to make a deep, deep, deep run for him to, to get close. But, um, I mean, like I said, that just speaks volumes to the player that he is. Yeah, it wasn't out of the realm of possibility. I did see a tweet about that. I think he was 36 off. It's yeah. not, not something that's going to, you know, guaranteed, but it's something that if he, he goes crazy in the conference tournament and starts <laughs> taking everybody's basketball. And that would, that would be yeah. fun to see. I'd love to say I saw that guy play, uh, kind of like saying, you know, you saw uh, Fletcher McGee play. Oh, Even man, yeah. You, you hated to see him win. You, you like to see him make <laughs> shots. Yeah. Um, we can roll into a little bit of a tournament preview. Um, I'll throw you the first mm-hmm. two games. Um, Western Carolina versus the Citadel in the eight, nine matchup and Mercer versus Samford. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of the shock here is two teams, Western and Mercer that did not play in the, the first round, the opening day last year, both find themselves um, in yeah. these matchups. You got winners. I don't, I'm not even sure if Samford's going to play. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. <laughs> if they did no show. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think they may. I mean, it's a long way away from Samford. Asheville and, and Samford are, are, they're a very far, but I think they may just need to save the gas money. Um, I think Western's hot right now. Um, I'm going to do this for you. I think Western gets the win against Citadel. Citadel's a very hard time winning in Nashville. Um, and then I'm going to go with Mercer over Sanford. Um, so, yeah, that, those are my two picks. What do you got? Yep. Um, I'm going to go with my cats, and I'm going to go with the no-show Sanford. So Mercer's <laughs> going to get that D, uh, DNF, or by disqualification, I guess you could say. And uh, that Mercer team, you know, we have not talked a lot about them on the podcast. Um, Neftali Alvarez – 
has to get more involved. Um, he's a guy that plays well when they win. He was, he was on mm-hmm. both our third teams, I believe. Um, you know, that's the guy. Could you see him making a difference in March? You see him kind of taking over? Absolutely. And I, and I do feel bad. We haven't even talked about Ross Cummings. Um, <laughs> and I know you sent out a tweet last night that kind of got, got soak on Twitter kind of hot. Um, and I will say Ross Cummings is a very deserving player, but I think, like we said, it, how do we, I don't know if I can fit him in the top 15 players in our league. Um, he makes a tremendous difference when he's hot, but I don't think he's been the player that we thought he would be, but you got to think if Cummings and Alvarez both get hot. Um, it could be, it could be an intimidating thing for, uh, for the rest of the league. So um, I think, you know, I think we got to get them the ball. Um, and I think we, we watched when, when each went down to Mercer um, Alvarez got hot, um, Cummings got hot and they just didn't give him the ball for the rest. Like it was just weird. Um, so I think they got to figure out how to, how to do that. But, um, but yeah, it definitely can make a difference. Um, and yeah, maybe I just haven't seen the right um, Ross Cummings basketball games. I watched a little bit of when they played Georgia state earlier in the year. Um, I haven't seen a bunch of the conference games for him, but it, it feels like every time I turn him on two points, zero points, yeah, score against Western in the first matchup. Scored three points um, last time. And it was funny to me because uh, prior to the game, they they had um, presented him with his a thousand point career ball. <laughs> made this big deal about a great score he is, and he comes out there and doesn't score at all. Um, yeah. Maybe it's, that's just a little biased for me. Maybe I'm just a big Matt Halverson guy, but I'm taking Matt Halverson over Ross Cummings any day of the week. <laughs> all right. And maybe I don't need to throw that shade out there, but that's just how I'm feeling. I mean, yeah, you, the you shooters see through, and what you they see do. Purple. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that was a guy, Matt Halverson, um, maybe not as much recently, but up until the beginning of conference play when he was averaging 15 a game, that was a guy you would have seen on my third team. I, I'll tell you that. I'll give you that one. When he was making four threes a game, averaging 15 points. And I, I mean, I'm we surprised you didn't play on your first team. I'm going to be honest. I thought he was going to be up there. So Yeah, you know, I'm I was going to go just – just because he made the career three-point marker. Matt Halverson, <laughs> my honorary player of the year. Not, not officially, but unofficially, that was my second place. Absolutely. And then um, kind of rolling into the quarterfinals, uh, we talked a little bit about it. Your your, um, your Bucks are going to be playing the mocks. Um, and then mm-hmm. Furman, interestingly enough, gets VMI in yeah. the 3-6 and then the 4-5 for the Chattanooga ETSU. Either of those two games, could you see an upset? VMI, if they can get healthy? Yeah, I can. I because I don't think uh, Furman can't win in Asheville. Um, it wouldn't surprise me at all. And VMI, they're a very they're they're still a very good team. Um, and VMI, I mean, Furman's they're hot and they're cold. It's it's, it's tough to bet on them at all. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm actually going to go with ETSU winning and then and then VMI actually upsetting Furman. Yeah, I think we're all going to be cadets um, at 8 p.m. Yeah, on I'm an honorary cadet for life. <laughs> um, and then UNCG will be playing the winner of the Western Citadel game. Um, you got a winner in that one. I'm kind of honestly, like, as a Western fan, you know, obviously I I feel like we kind of pissed these dudes off when we went and beat them in senior <laughs> night. Like, I feel like a waking and sleeping giant. I'm sure they're going to be coming yeah. in with a big – Big eager. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I want to equate it to, to um, the ETSU game last year. Yeah, absolutely. I hate to say it, but I think it could be another like a, a 40 point defeat. I'm not going to lie. I think I did. I do think he kind of pissed them off. And um, and now they just I mean, they got the big head for winning the regular season. And and so who knows if they go into there. But I mean, last year went in there, got be by chat. So um, you never know what happens in Nashville in March, man. You can never really 
bet anything um, for it. But, yeah, I'm going to go UNCG on that one. I'll have my fingers crossed that it's not like the uh, how last, it was year. last year. Yeah, where you know we we almost beat y'all on your senior day and then turned around and played you in the tournament. It wasn't as it wasn't as nice. And then Wofford um, will all but presumptuously be playing Mercer. Um, you got the Terriers winning that one. Yeah, I got the Terriers at that. You know, I think Terriers experience and it gets them a long way. And um, I just they're comfortable in playing in, in Asheville. I think they proved that last year. Um, and then I think from there, really, I'm not going to get into the details of the semifinals game and the finals mm-hmm. game. Do you have a winner? Who, who's who's going to represent the SoCon in the NCAA tournament? The East Tennessee State Buccaneers, man. Um, I think it's obvious and we're the best team in the league. Um, you know, we're not hot right now, but just wait, man. Just wait. We're uh, we love we love Asheville, and I think um, shoot, man, we could be we could be playing y'all in the, in the semifinals. I would be looking forward to that. I think Twitter would burn down. And I think something that's good for this ETSU team uh, about this week off, uh, I'm not going to take a political stance here on the podcast, mm-hmm. but the whole kneeling thing, yeah. uh, God, it got blown out of proportion. Y'all, I, I watched the video they had to play before the game. Yeah. How can you expect a basketball team to compete in basketball games when they're having to worry about all this other stuff? Yeah. Like, you know, I agree. Um, yeah, I think I think this week off kind of going to help clear the minds and and uh, and hopefully get us ready. But I agree, you know, that kind of that adds to a different to a, to a level of um, just kind of non. You know, it's hard to focus uh, when you have to when you have to make an announcement before a game like that before this big game. So I'm with you. I'm I'm with you on that one. Yeah, I think it was all just kind of outrageous, blown out of proportion by, um, you know, really either side. Just it's freedom of speech, in my opinion, whether you agree with it or not. I want the kids yeah. kind of, you know, I don't want to call them the kids, but they're not. They're young men and they have every right. They're young to, men. Yeah. Um, well, really, I guess that's it. I appreciate you being on the podcast. Um, maybe we can do this again sometime soon, possibly next week. Break down, you know, the Western Carolina championship run. <laughs> how great it was for the cats to to get it all done. Thank you for being here, Will. Absolutely, man. I appreciate it.